Our kind of podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Episode 207. Woo! Cranking them out over here. Mm-hmm. It's like a fun factory. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> Sarah gets really excited when I say something that she likes. Yeah. Um, we are going to have a really fun show today. I promise you that much. I'm drinking Bright Cellars today because I took the quiz online and found out what my type of wine is designed for my palate by answering like, what type of chocolate do you like? What type of juice do you like? And then they're able to tell what kind of wine you'll probably enjoy. And then they send it right to your door. It's based on this algorithm that these MIT grads created. They have a passion for wine and we're like, we want to bring wine to you that you will love. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a really flexible model that they have. And I've n- I have not had any luck. In fact, uh, sorry, bad luck. I had one bottle of wine that was sent to me that I didn't enjoy because it was too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dry though. You know how you say dry rosés and stuff? Yeah. But I wrote them and I'm like, I didn't love this. And they were like, we'll send you a different one. Oh my gosh. So fantastic. I like that a lot because if they do get, get send you one that you don't enjoy, they'll sort it out. Go to brightsellers.com. That's brightsellers as in a wine cellar.com slash brain candy and take the quiz. See what wine they think that you'll enjoy. And then they're going to give you a 50% off your first order, which is so fun. First month, brightsellers.com slash brain candy. And um, I wanted to tell you yes. that I asked our listeners on Twitter mm-hmm. a question because I thought it would be fun to talk about. Oh, what was it? Are you superstitious? I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that that was the gif I used? No, but that's my favorite, Mike, one of my, one of my top 10 favorite Michael Scott quotes. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a, a little, little stitious. stitious. Um, I, are you superstitious? I try not to be, but then I find myself being superstitious in weird scenarios. Like, uh, or having, like, for example, there mm-hmm. was a ladder that was out in my garage, and there were boxes in the way to go around the ladder. So I went under the ladder, and then I was like, I got to go back under it, and I got to move the boxes. <laughs> but I know in my head that there's nothing, you know. And I've broken so many mirrors that, <laughs> I mean, I got like hey, lifetimes worth of Hey, maybe that explains what happened with Johnny. Maybe it's because oh. all that mirror breaking you did. <laughs> uh, well, then I think he may have broken a few too because his luck seems to be not so <laughs> bueno. Mm-hmm. I'm more about karma than I am about like superstition. Does that fall into the same category? No, because uh-uh. that implies the control that you yeah, have. Yeah, that you have action. Because like- I guess superstition has that same thing, but it's more about like weird quirks rather than cause and effect, like behavioral, like I'm going to be good. And so good will come to me. But I was raised by a woman who's rather witchy and my, you know, shout out to Sally. Yeah. And, uh, she would, there would always be things like, what did she do? You know, um, there were things about the moon and, uh, you know, if a broom falls down, then that means company's coming over and a broom falling down. Yeah. Company's coming. Oh my god! It's intense. <laughs> Just got blood real. on the moon. Is something bad? Is like what do you mean blood on the moon? Like when the moon has a reddish. T- Your mother said the same thing. Oh, a blood moon. Like when the- yeah, but I think is that the same? Because a blue moon is doesn't mean that the moon is actually blue. So I don't I don't want to make I want to make sure I'm the not blood moon confused. was supposed to be red. 
Yeah, when there's like a red tint. It's like a bad, a bad omen. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to read you some of the, the ones that our listeners Ooh. have. That gets me every time. Yep. So Christy, one of our most loyal brainiacs, Love she, her. she grew up in sports and she said that a lot of her, and I've heard uh-huh. this about athletes, that they often have these rituals yeah. that they feel like they have to do. Oh, you know what? When I played volleyball, I did that. I What'd had you to, do? I had to spin the ball three times, slap it on the floor twice, and then I was able to serve it. Oh, Wow. So yeah. did you have like, you know, you and don't wash your socks? And the one time I didn't did that, I jump served and I broke my ankle. <laughs> Pen drop. Yep. Wait. <laughs> Done. For real? Never played volleyball again. You broke your I ankle? I shattered my growth plate in my foot and broke my ankle and was in a cast for the next two months. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. All because right. of jump surf. Because I did not spin the ball. Because I was playing outside, and did, was- at the time, did you think that was why what happened? Of course, yeah. I mean, well, like looking, but at the at the moment it happened, I was more like try to be cool, Sarah. Try to make it look like was you it didn't so, just so bad the pain. <sighs> and I I went for a week without going to the hospital. You are so weird. I like know. That. It's because when I was a little kid, I used to go complain about everything, and I was always in the nurse's office for like nothing. And <laughs> you cried wolf. Yeah, it was like somatic symptoms, and uh, so then I went in the other direction as a young adult, and I was like, nope, I'm never hurt. And then I really was. Uh-huh. I've done that a few times. Christy says that if she gets a coffee at a convenience store or a Starbucks, she has to use three straws to stir it. Oh. And then um, she said she also has to put her socks on the left first, then the right. That's just common sense. Right. (laughs) But what I didn't see her say is why. Like what happens if you don't? (sighs) Broken ankles. (laughs) Is that it? just a general like something bad's going to happen Well, it's almost one of those confirmation bias things where it's like you – if you did it and something went wrong, then you – you would blame something else, but if you didn't do it and then something went wrong, you'd be like, see, th- that's mm-hmm. what happens because I didn't do the thing. I liked some of these that were more positive. Like Lynn says that she always has cash in her pocket on New Year's Eve, so she'll have money in the coming <gasps> year. Love that. Love oh, that you one. know what? And also I'm all about don't put your purse on the ground. If your purse, like, it touches, I mean, mine's on the carpet, but like if you're out at a restaurant or out, outside... And it's, there's, I mean, aside from just dirt, money on the floor, you'll always be poor. What? Yeah. So you gotta like hang it on the back of your. Okay. I didn't know that. And all, and then I had a friend whose mom taught me that you always have to respect the money and the money will respect you. So when I put it in my wallet, I like it to be all facing up and not like crumply up in there. It has to be like nice and smooth and, you know, things that, you know, bring me health, wealth and wisdom. Lynn also says she never pulls the airline tags off her luggage until she's at the airport again because it's bad luck. Oh, I don't do that. I, I'd rip them off all the time. First chance I get. Hmm. Um, they usually take them off for me, actually. Hmm. All right. Let me see. Uh, Sa- Sarah says, yeah. funnily enough, another Sarah says she's not really superstitious, but she does believe in karma. Oh, So I'm always that. extra nice to everybody I see before I go to the casino. Oh, that's really funny. I like that. I don't like... Well, I can see that maybe it... it yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that one. Yeah, that's cool. By the way, 
speaking of casinos, I just bought tickets today <gasps> to go to Lake Tahoe to Harrah's <gasps> and see Bob Newhart. And I'm oh my so excited. God, Suze, you're going to love that. Plus, that is a really, really fun casino in place. And right. Yeah, it's really great. I love that. Yeah. It's funny, though, because we're going to go with, you know, Adam and Lincoln will come, but... We, you know, what am I going to do with my kid? Right. Because they did say six-year-olds and up could come and he'll be six by then. But I will not take my six-year-old to see Bob Newhart because he would want to be on his iPad and that can't happen in the dark. Right. Oh, and Because right. um, I'm so sure he would just sit through that. And so I am going by myself. Oh, my gosh. And Adam and Lincoln are going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do have, I had to buy two tickets because you had to buy them together. So if any, any Brainiacs are in Lake Tahoe area (laughs) and would like to come with me, I'm, why don't you just utilize like the hotel? Like sometimes they have like kids club. Well, that's, that's what the my thing. mom used to if always say. If there send is us some we sort of little. situation, then Adam could come with me. Yeah. So I don't and know. It was like they had like a hotel babysitter kind of thing or nannies. Maybe they do. Yeah. I'll look into that. I'm Check sure that casinos out. probably do. I think like, so. Right. I mean, I think like. It's places my mom took us when we all right, always had like a, she'd be like, yeah, yeah, go to the kids. I can't wait though. I'm so excited. See the mom. Um, okay. It's a lot of people knock on wood. Beth here does. I knock on wood. Adam does. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. I knock on anything, even if it isn't wood and just say knock on wood. Yeah. Do you actually though feel that it empowers you? No. It just just feels like a fun thing to do. Yeah. Same with salt spilling over my shoulder. A lot of people do that. But I never know if it's the left or right. I had this. This problem just the other the day, left, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm left-handed, so it's uh, like so. What? Somebody clear this up for us. Yeah, um, Casey doesn't like to drive under trains. She feels like it's bad luck, and she's terrified of breaking mirrors. Uh, Jenny says salt over her left shoulder. It's the left. There we go. Okay, um, that's Lee? very difficult for me as a lefty. Well, you should, I'm going to have to pick you, it up with my right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I won't... Thanks, Zeus. Yeah, you, I got this. <laughs> Lee says, I won't hang photos of people on the wall because my grandma always believed that if someone's photo falls off the wall, that person would die not long after. Good Lord. Whoa. Okay. Good to know. Sorry, every museum ever. <laughs> That's insane. Well, they're already dead, those people. Well, yeah, but maybe... <laughs> The picture fell off the wall. I'll tell you what's not dead is my love of FabFitFun. Well, I love this candle we still got going over here. I put in the box, there was this really beautiful copper candle. And I think the scent was linen. Mm -hmm. And I thought, we need that in the office to make it fresher. Mm -hmm. And it is so soothing and lovely. Sarah walked in and was like, what is that? Also, you can reuse that copper when it's all out, clean it out. And that's like the perfect pencil holder. You know what though, Sarah, I go a step further. Refill them. Yeah. Uh I have a whole candle making kit. What? (laughs) I'm crafty too. I love it. I hate how candle wax goes to waste. Yes, me too. I buy the wicks on Amazon. Oh my God. And then we melt the wax and then we fill it into our vases and things. And then you burn them again. It's great. Yes. No waste over here. You can get like the layered sentence too. You can. Uh-huh. In fact, I just read about how you could burn a candle and then pour a little bit of um, vanilla or an essential oil scent that you like into the wet wax. Is this another thing? Another I know. We're essential, essential oil, oil people. people. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you because don't worry if you miss the seasonal FabFitFun box because 
There is this great spring editor's box with favorites from spring and other past seasons. So the spring editor's box has a lot more customized options from a clutch to eyeshadow, tote to lips, lip gloss. There's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Yeah. And it's just so fun when you get it at your door. You might get this candle that we have that we love so much or a million other full-size products that are such a great value because the box has such over $200 value, but then you can get it for $49.99. Plus, you, if you use our promo code, you get $10 off the editor's box, which makes it $39.99. So that's pretty awesome. Um, just go to FabFitFun to subscribe and use our code BRAINCANDY. Try FabFitFun today. Go to FabFitFun.com to subscribe and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code BRAINCANDY to get $10 off your first box. That's products valued at $200 for only $39.99. Again, go to FabFitFun.com and use our code BRAINCANDY to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. And then you can have a Christmas-type experience like we do when we open our door and see all the fun stuff. Now I have to talk to you. Yes. Although I do have some more superstitions. But since the massage came up... Mm -hmm. We have to talk oh, we about have to. Massage Happy Ending Date, yes. which occurred a few weeks ago. Whoa. We had an episode where Sarah mentioned when she was in Thailand, she got a very erotic massage that resulted... It was a regular massage that just so happened to come with Happy Ending. Come. <laughs> um, so this, let's talk, let me break down what happened yes. and then you can respond however you want. Yes. The happy ending story I thought was quite funny at the time. Mm -hmm. And you described, you know, that you said no at first when you thought she was going to take her top off. You said, no, 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 just regular. And then you said, I think in Thailand, regular means happy ending. And then you were doing it in the context of the book Slut Ever, which is your March book club pick, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in which she says, why do men get happy endings, but women don't? Mm -hmm. A lot of our listeners felt like this was number one horrible for us to encourage women to ask for happy endings when that's illegal. And also it stigmatizes the profession of massage therapists and that we are making light of a very serious thing where these women go into their work and feel like they're being preyed upon Mm -hmm. and that things are expected of them that are not acceptable to ask for. And that we were (laughs) encouraging people to do that. Which I wasn't, or I want to put out that like, it's almost like we're talking about two different things. Okay. So there's the kind of, you know, the massage that we're all used to and that, you know, people are well-trained, like they, the people who go to massage therapy school, like I am not disrespecting that industry at all. I understand that that is, you know, what they do and there's... Medicinal. Yes, absolutely. And therapeutic in so many ways. I don't think they, they cared about you doing it in Thailand. I think that they felt like you were telling people to go in the U.S. to a normal massage therapist and no, ask for a happy ending. Not at all. Because there this are those, book was there, saying. Well, she was saying that there are places that are, you know, it's not everywhere where it's illegal to get. In uh, the U.S., isn't it, it? In Las Vegas, you can totally go. They have like a bunny ranch where you can go and you can get like, they don't have the female equivalent of that. What she's saying oh. is that, that sex without a relationship or without, um, what do they call it? Without 
um, there's a word I'm looking for. No strings attached. Yeah. So sex with no strings attached is available for men, but not available for women. Mm-hmm. And that, why is that? And okay. that's what she was exploring. How there are, and I'm not saying go to any place that it is not legal to do this, but there are, there are, you know, establishments that are for that, for men, and there are not places like that for women. And her examples were like an escort service and like there's, uh, there are people who you can hire and like where really busy business women will hire these. And that's like, this is all on the TV show where they have men who are like, they called them escorts and they would, but the escort is $500 an hour and there's no sex and it's just going out to dinner and that's it. And how is that really like, what if a woman just wants an orgasm? And that's it. Mm-hmm. And is that is there something wrong with just wanting? And there are a lot of people in the sex worker industry that are like, I mean, I lived with two before, and they were like, it's no big deal, and this is what I do for yeah, a job. Yeah, for a and, sex worker, but you know, not for a massage therapist. Yeah, but there are two. I'm not. T- you would go to two different places. You wouldn't go to a there the same way you wouldn't go to a strip club and ask for ballet dancing. <laughs> It's two different kinds of fields. Like, yeah, they're both dancers, but we're talking about two different things here, people. Okay. So I hate how you make me laugh when I'm trying to be serious because I really did feel bad that people were hurt and upset about our conversation because a lot of what happens here, I would say 90% is totally unplanned. Uh, yeah, and 99%. so when Sarah brings up a story or I bring up a story... We practice the yes and philosophy of improv where we're going down the road. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means we say things that some people find offensive or our opinions, you know, spark a dialogue or whatever. In this case, women felt like we were encouraging somebody to do something illegal. No. And they also felt that we were stigmatizing their profession. And so that's why I ended up editing it Mm -hmm. out and reposting it without that segment. Um, And I sincerely apologized and said that you're a pervert, Sarah, and then yeah, I you know. am stuck next to a deviant, <laughs> filthy animal every day. Um, Sarah is interesting to me, though, because your reputation between the two of us is like that you're the nice one, <laughs> okay? And that you're like, you're a good cop and I'm the cynical yeah, bad cop. Yeah, but, totally but the true. truth yeah. of it is that I'm always like, oh my God, somebody's upset and we hurt. I'm sending her a t-shirt. I'm I like, her can a t- it? <laughs> yeah. As soon as I text Sarah and I'm like, P.S., I'm having to deal with this whole thing that's your fault. And Sarah was like, what? What are they mad about? It was in Thailand. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's my story. That was, that is how the story went down. I have never and would never go into a place like Massage Envy and say, excuse me, can you please rub me off? Like, not in a million years, because that's the same way you don't go to see the. It's you don't go to Swan Lake and say, "Can you please take your top off and do some like." It's it's we're talking about two totally different things here. Do you understand? I do, season? but I also understand why they're angry. Yeah, and that's why I, I didn't know I had to make that so clear. My policy in general is mm-hmm. if you don't like what we say, too bad, because yeah. that's just the nature of the show. Yeah. But if somebody shows something that we say and the harm that it can do, yeah. if I'm convinced of that, then I'll remove it. Yeah. So, 
Oh, there are things in every episode people get mad I'm about. Sure. This felt different to me. Yeah. And that's why I changed yeah. it. So. And, and my big, the big point <laughs> is that the sex worker industry is available. And we're talking not about massage industry. We're talking just about the sex industry. Okay. Is available for men, yeah, but not available for women. Fair. Okay. And when you do try to f- seek it out for women, that's like, hey, I would like a no strings attached orgasm. That's almost impossible to find mm-hmm. in any any way, you know. Okay. So, so that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, the book club meeting um, is tomorrow, and we'll have a conversation with the book club members about the books, whatever, and what they thought about it. And so I think it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Some people might bring that up that Mm -hmm. they didn't like what you said. So we'll have to talk about that. If you want to join the book club, you can join on patreon.com slash brain candy or on our website, the braincandypodcast.com. We have uh, lively conversations, debates. I cried last month. I cried last month. Did you? Well, I cried because you were crying and then we were talking about it and then made me cry. And then we just like, we're thinking about it. It's a whole thing. It was We meet with everybody. It gets emotional because we talk about such deep things. Oh, and then people were sharing such Mm. important, great stories. Yeah. It's really fun. But, um, anyway, so I'm glad that we got that out in the open. Yeah. (laughs) Good Lord. I have to put out all these fires that you create hey i was willing to jump on the the brain candy crush and and you know stop oh my myself and susie was like no don't don't do that <laughs> i was like oh for pete's sake everybody's misinterpreting what i'm saying but i get i mean i i understand i understand what they were saying okay good um and i stand by my swan lake reference that ballet thing is not <laughs> funny okay what do you want to talk about now i got lots you got tell lots. me okay um, all right, let me see. Oh, oh, I have to talk about one thing first. Sure. Before, because I'm, you have so many stories, but I just want to, okay, so a little while ago was International Women's Day. Yeah. What did you think about McDonald's flipping the M upside down? <laughs> Why do we always end up talking about McDonald's? I know. Well, they were, I had two McDonald's stories that they flipped <laughs> the M upside down and then they took cheeseburgers and chocolate milk out of the Happy Meals. So I now they're just meh meals. <laughs> Um, you know, I thought it was nice that they wanted to sh- support women. I mean, yeah. what but did you think? I just love anytime, you know, cause I always see these stories like a, a day or two afterwards yeah. when Twitter's already had their way away <laughs> with it yeah. and hearing people's response to it. Like <laughs> when I love any Twitter, uh, post where it'll say McDonald's and then we've, we've sl- flipped the W upside down, you know? employee how about you you know give us a living wage and then like the next thing will be mcdonald's but we flipped the w (laughs) but we care about women you know and it like plays both sides of the conversation those always make me laugh and there were a few of those that really like uh, tickled me i saw a number of articles about different ways that brands were trying to engage the the women's not just the international women's day but the whole month um, and the changing of the packaging, like um, Stacy's Pita Chips cha- has three versions of their bags for Women's Month. And it was talking sometimes about how sometimes, gimmicky. like last year, a brawny man turned to a brawny woman. People really liked that because, you know, it felt more engaging than some like turning the bag pink and thinking that's enough. Well, that's what I really didn't like. I used to work for a hair care company and they 
had a product that was pink for breast cancer. And whenever we did like um, a company meeting, they were really big on talking about how they don't just change the color of their packaging. Their proceeds also go to yeah. the Susan G. Komen Foundation, where there are so many companies out there that say we're pink in support of breast cancer and do zero. But you really have to look, Is are there funds going to it or is it just pink because that's a trendy thing right now? Yeah. Like, and that really pisses me off. Like, you know, I, I even get a little like, what the fuck? When the NFL changed, they wear the pink shoes and I'm like, you're not giving a fucking dime. Really? They don't? I don't think so. Not, the, not how much Nike's making off of the sale of pink shoes because that came out. Uh-huh. It's not, there's a, there's a, it's used more as a marketing tool than it is mm-hmm. a, a, something to actually raise. We don't need any awareness. We know that exists. We need, you know, mm-hmm. money going towards like the funds from whatever it's doing. So those, the, sometimes it feels a little cheap to me. Yeah. I think it can be really difficult for companies to find ways that engage the consumer and raise these issues and make money for a charity without feeling like it's a gimmick or, I mean, what, I don't even know about the The McDonald's thing. It's fun, but. But I did read that six out of 10 uh, McDonald's managers are females. Oh. And that's a really high n- number compared to other industries. That that's the great. The majority of McDonald's managers are women. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's unusual. You're right about that. Yeah. Management positions. Right. Majority women. Yes. Whoa, you never hear right. that. Right. So I did like that that little fun fact. Yeah, that is fun. Um, I'll tell you what I'm getting into. What? Organizing my entire life. That seems to be the theme of your 2018. I want to organize your life, everybody's Please, life. Please, <laughs> organize away. What have you got for me? Well, the, the first step is this app called Picnic, P-I-C-N-I-I-C. And it's so cool because you can have the calendars of all your family members synced. You can like assign people tasks, which Ooh, I am that. really a big fan of. Yep. And then if you're kids are on teams, mm. then you can sync the calendars from team snap into the picnic app as well. And that way everyone knows where everyone's going all the time. No excuses. No, <laughs> no excuses. And then also they have to-do lists, they have shopping lists, but then also they have like, if you like to go to Walmart or Costco or Target or whatever, you can make lists specifically for that store. So when you go to that store, you know, I need to get this here. I need to get this there. And then they have a recipe section and a planner, meal plans. And then you can make like your grocery list from your recipe (gasps) list. It's so cool. That's awesome. And that way it's like comprehensive for every area of your life is covered by Picnic. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need five apps. You just use one. Exactly. So go to picnic.com, P-I-C-N-I-I-C.com slash get started and you can set up your account and use promo code PODPIC, P-O-D-P-I-C, and you'll get 30 days of Picnic premium free. So that's picnic.com slash get started. That's P-I-C-N-I-I-C. And then set up your account and use promo code PODPIC, P-O-D-P-I-C, for 30 days of Picnic Premium Free. And, I mean, you can get organized like me. That's what I'm saying. And like future me. (laughs) And like Sarah from the future. All right. Let me ask you that. Oh, I read this cool article in the New York Times about how 
a lot of tattoo parlors are redesigning to be female friendly. Great. Which is a great well, example. I think of female so tattoo artists are among the best out there. Well, and they were talking about how the, it's still a boys club. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you go in, even though females get the majority of tattoos, which I didn't know. What? Yeah. The, the, I mean, women are the primary consumer of tattoos. Yet when you go in, it's clearly yeah. male centric yeah. and heteronormative. And the women say that it can be very difficult for them as, um, artists because they can't get in. apprenticeships as easy right? because it's the boys club scene. Yeah. And so they're trying to turn it around and make like that. that Pinterest look, but a tattoo parlor. Yes. Oh my gosh. So cute. In fact, I can, th I follow a whole bunch of people on Instagram that are like that. Oh, good. Okay. So this you've one, seen it and probably Linda. didn't even. Oh my gosh. She's so cute. Baby Linda. Her name's little baby Linda on Instagram, but oh, she's okay. a tattoo artist. And <laughs> it's like a, they did both where it's like, beauty and tattoos mm. or you can get your eyebrows tattooed or you can get like oh that's cool yes and she's freaking awesome it it was kind of like high time for this yes and i guess when you have a system in place it can be very hard to undo it and to oh change God. things i love everything about this you should see the picture it's like now that is adorable and i, I want to go this. there you know just the it looks like the kind of place you want to walk into feel comfortable and it looks clean and lovely and not that rough, edgy yeah, yeah. thing that a lot of the older ones yeah. have. Yeah. So I, there, I mean, there's cute. a place for that, but there also is a place for yeah. other options. Yeah. Well, and they were saying how... Especially, I'm going to get tattooed in a cute place like that. Well, and when women get their tattoos, often it's in a place that they feel a little yeah. weird about disrobing. Maybe in the same way that when you go to a doctor, sometimes you want a female physician. Mm -hmm. And so they like to create these spaces where women feel comfortable showing their this. body. Yeah. It's all really cool. Yes. This is great. Yeah. And I just feel like, whoa, why did it take us this long? Yeah. But, and like all the tattoos that I'm loving right now are all done by women. You know where I want to get tattooed, which you're going to be like, what? I want to get right in between my boobies, like my right under, like, what do you want to get? A cool, like geometric, like, um, no, I like that. Yeah. Like, like right around here that, cause you know, I think you would look really nice with I, that. I'm so into it. And because your chest isn't like overwhelming, yeah. that would be, that's such... a nice way to put it. Well, cause if you had <laughs> no, giant tits, it, you, yeah, it would be a thing. <laughs> there was another article in the New York times though, about tattoos. And it was saying how we kind of already talked about this, the way that tattoos, um, you think of them as just these permanent fixtures on your body, but really the cells try to get rid uh -huh. of it. And so they turn, the cells turn the color that the ink is to kill it, but they can't kill it. And so then what you're actually seeing Whoa. is those cells and then other cells come and try to get those cells. And so it's ever changing, but the cells take on that same color as the ink in your body. Weird. Science just... Blew my mind with that. That was literally this week in the New York Times. I'll have oh, to put wow. that in the newsletter. I was like, that's freaky. Yeah. Because you look at them, they look stagnant. I'm, uh, no, oh my God, my color changes. Mine, this, see these two birds up here? They used to be bright orange. So is it a fading? I think it's maybe a combination of both. I think uh -huh. maybe that color of my skin, and I got it done in a different country. So I think maybe they had ink that was not at the same 
yeah. standards. And maybe or, your body metabolized it and the cells were it absolutely, effective it probably did. in killing those. Yeah, because all around it is nice and you know, bright, but well, not really. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting to me. And I, I figured when I was reading that, I thought, I bet Sarah, now that she can't get a tattoo, wants one. is dying yeah. to Well, get I'll tell tattoo. you, I want one, but I also want to get two removed. Which, oh, the ones on your hips. Yep. You hate those. They're so I, cute. B- because I'm so anti-gun. Oh, okay. And they're guns. Okay. So. Are you going what? to get them I removed? Think so. Oh, man. And then just tattoo over it because you, it, it can't, you can only get it so much. Really? Still? I don't know. <laughs> right. That's you the know, impression that like I how, have. Yeah. How many times do you need to go? You know, Landon got his whole, almost, I'd say 75% of his sleeve removed and then tattooed over. Oh. And he didn't have to get it all removed. He just had to get it light enough to where they can put something else over it. So I've, I haven't seen one where it's been all the way like done. Right. I have never seen one be good as new. Like, look, nothing's there. Right. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, that's enough of that. If you're not, if you have nothing else urgent, we can introduce mm, our guest. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm excited about this. Sarah finally did her own interview. It's a big moment. Usually I'm stealing the show with my interviews with whoever, but Sarah was insistent. She had to talk to Kate Bieberdorf. We'll call her Dr. B. She is so cool because she is a fancy pants, um, you know, scientist. But what she does is she tries to make science accessible and exciting for undergraduate chemistry students. She's known for doing all these really cool explosive videos and she has an outreach program called Fun With Chemistry and her ultimate dream is to headline an explosive science show in Vegas and that is a show I would like to see happen. You can check out her website which is katethechemist.com but please welcome to the show Kate Bieberdorf. So uh, I got to ask what, you know, you, you are equally as excited and passionate about science and about chemistry as all of us are to talk about it and listen to it and watch it. So what really sparked that in you? Well, I actually had a fantastic high school teacher. And so my sophomore year of high school, she started um, just teaching class and she was fun and exciting and she'd run around the classroom and she was just always happy. And I just fell in love with the subject and the material and I've never looked back. So literally ever since I was 15, I knew I wanted to be a chemist. Does which... it make a difference that you do you think it had any impact that it was a she that did all this for you? That Maybe. Kinda... Maybe. And she was feminine too, a little bit, not super girly or anything, but she would wear big chunky jewelry and she'd call it her costume jewelry. And she'd just put big clip-ons and she was just fun. So I mean, maybe, but she never was 
on some kind of podium being like, oh, women in science. Da, da, da. She was just, she was Herself. cool. She was not, she was awesome to me. She would always tell me that she knew I was going to be something. Um, she was like, you're going to be a big deal someday. And that resonated with me. And she probably said that to everybody. Like, I'm sure she did. But to me, I was just like, oh, really? You think so? <laughs> so? Right. Well, and it seems like you've kind of done the same thing and like taken on that same role as being an inspiration to other people. Because tell people about this K through 12 program that you bring science to people who maybe don't get exposure to explosions and cool stuff like that in their classrooms. Um, well, the, what I run, it, the program is called Fun with Chemistry. And what we do is we go out to local Austin schools and we blow stuff up and we try to show kids that science is fun and entertaining. And you don't have to be a dork or a nerd to like science. You can just be a normal girl who likes to blow stuff up or play with fire or whatever. Um, or a boy, really. I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but that's kind of my mission. Just anybody look, can look be a Look what scientist. shirt I wore for you. Oh, I love it. I love it. I don't even have one. I need one of those. Oh, oh, well, don't worry. I'll shirt. send you one. Oh, please do. Send me your address <laughs> and I will make sure that you get one of our Brain Candy Steminist shirts. That's what I'm wearing for everybody who's listening. I'm wearing our Steminist shirt because, you know, hello, I have to. <laughs> Come on. We got like Steminist sitting right across from me. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I love it. I need one of those so badly. Well, now you're going to get one. So yeah, and maybe, you know, you can wear it during your science explosion demonstration. I would. I will. I will. Honestly, I will. Because I need to wear a little bit because my lab coat is so heavy because it's flame retardant. Um, So I have to wear kind of little clothing underneath that. Otherwise, I sweat to death, especially when I'm on TV. That's not really a good look. So I'm looking forward to the shirt. Thank you for that. Well, what was the last, speaking of television, what was the last TV appearance you were on doing stuff? Um, Well, actually, yesterday, the Longhorn Network, which is our local TV kind of thing for Longhorn, because the University of Texas, Bevo, Longhorn, everything, but our Longhorn Network was here, and they filmed a bunch of demonstrations, and I got to set myself on fire. Oh, my God. It was just fun. It was the first time of the season, and so that's great, because I just got back from Europe, and so I was like, oh, do I remember how properly? Yeah, I do. So everything (laughs) was great. We did it. They were they asked me to do it a couple times, which is really fun for me. Um, but the last one that was televised was Pickler and Ben, which was their nas- uh, national show they shot out of Nashville. And then I did one with Discovery Channel Canada. And so that show is called The Daily Planet. And that was fun because they wanted me to try some new stuff on camera. And I was like, I am happy to try new demonstrations. So anytime anybody wants me to blow something up or give me an excuse to try a new way to do it, I am all about that. So what are the kind of, ex- uh, like when they say, oh, we want you to try something new, like- like what kind of experiments for you are like new and exciting that you haven't done before? Oh man. Well, I love anything that has a theme. And so there's a oh, reason cool. Halloween is my favorite. Yeah. Um, the pumpkins are just incredible. I love doing anything like that. Um, so if somebody comes at me and they want me to do something for their birthday, um, I love to try to find out what they like, what are they interested in. And so maybe I can do, um, maybe I can do a balloon animal in their favorite animal or something like that and then you put a, fill it with hydrogen gas and then you can set it on fire and then fill <laughs> so some with cool. helium and if you fill it with helium you can give it to the kid because then it's safe and if you pop it nothing's going to happen then there's a little science lesson there too um, but something like that is just really fun for me and you can find a way to get a kid interested in it especially girls like you'll have a princess science party which I think is the coolest thing in the world that's just that makes me so happy that that's a thing now I so. went you know it's so funny I went to a party store and they really did have that as an option. And I yes. was like, wait a sec. Yeah. This is amazing. And it's why happening. was this not available? Why did I just get stupid Disney princesses? I mean, I wanted princesses with explosions. 
What the mm-hmm. heck? So I all know. these experiments, I got to I got to just I have a terrible insane fear of fire. So it's like I get to live vicariously through like your mm-hmm. experiments and other people blowing things up and setting When you said I set myself on fire, I was like, "Oh my god, that's awful." <laughs> but I I have to ask, have you ever had any science fails? Have oh, you ever absolutely. had any like yeah, and I feel like when something goes wrong, it goes horribly wrong. I mean, it depends on your definition of horribly wrong. Okay. But when I was younger, I mean, I'm I'm 31 right now, but I mean, I've had I've been doing this for about four years now. So when I was younger, I really wanted the good shot. And so to me, I would roll my lab coat up a little bit, or maybe I'd have my hair down a little bit in this unsafe way. And oh. a couple times I'd burn myself. Um, one time I burned myself, I had my hair burned, and I could smell it. And I could I put my hand in my hair, and just a little bit came off. Just oh, you're, you're that's like my nightmare. But it, just, it was a tiny bit. Like you could barely tell, but it was enough for me to know, um, be safe. Mm-hmm. Let's not, let's not do this. Let's not make a mistake because one mistake and then it's over. And I want to have a long, large career of it, especially because I think science is becoming cool. And I, I mean, the day where I could have a Vegas show maybe with lots of fire everywhere. Oh, it would just be my favorite thing in the world. That's totally a realistic Someday. thing. Maybe. I mean, I feel like that's a really cool thing that people would want to go see. I mean, that's kind of like what, now that you mentioned that, I think about what everybody's favorite part of, you know, you go to the magician, there's always like lights and explosions. Everybody loves all that part. And yeah. Oh my gosh. With a bunch of bubbles and everything like that. I know. That's cool. So (laughs) one of the other things I saw that was really cool is, is now you have students of your own or people who were your students who are now kind of going out and doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, what are the students that, that, you know, you had up to now or where do you um, see them? Well, we just got a grant together with one of my one students at Rice University. And so we're actually going to bring my my fun with chemistry outreach program from the University of Texas. We're bringing it to Rice University oh, so and cool. they're going to start their own program. And in the grant, we basically said we're going to bring my program to a new university in Texas every single year. And so. Yeah. My dream is to have fun with Cam or, you know, someone from this brand interact with every student in Texas every year. That's the dream. And so the research always says that one one explosion is not going to make or break a, a student. So if I just blow something up and then never talk to the kid ever again, that's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. But if I blow something up and then come back maybe a year later or six months later to have a conversation, that follow up is what makes the kid excited about science. It kind of just for whatever reason, they need two or more exposures to it. And so for me, if we can get um, exposure to these kids every year, I mean, I just think about what could happen. They would see all these girls doing science, all these women of color, just everybody, maybe even people in the LGBTQ community. I mean, this is just, it's such a wonderful time to be in the the world of education because these students are incredible and they want to know, and they know that what's happening in the administration is not right Mm -hmm. and so they're willing to kind of open their minds to different things and it's just it's a cool time to be in education right now I'm really lucky and it does feel like just as the person who's um watching people in like more scientific fields you know I'm in school right now but studying psychology which you know I don't get to see all the chemistry stuff but it feels like the definition of what a scientist is is totally changing, is like expanding to where you had a quote that I want to read for people that I absolutely loved. It said, who doesn't want to wear designer heels while discussing nuclear energy? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> me, I, I want that. We all, yes, do that. That's so great. Where you can have both and it doesn't matter right. what you look like. You could be, you know, the, the idea Anybody. of like a scientist, you know, and now we're starting to see more of that in film 
film and things like that. So I just love that. Mm-hmm. Me yes. too. It's it's cool. It's so cool. And I just, I love the movie Hitting Figures. Um, yes. That was something I went and saw multiple times, um, maybe through my popcorn in the air a little bit, just being excited. Um, it's just, it's a good time to be a woman and it's fun to be empowered. And I like that we're young and get to experience this right now. And it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's hip. That's probably the wrong word to use, no, but I'm just happy totally about it. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We have, so my co-host, she's got a son who's five years old and really into science and like dressed up on a career day where they got to go dressed as anything you want as a scientist and had like the little goggles and everything. And so she said, she was saying, um, uh, she remembered the Mr. Wizard like kit when she was younger and how she went to go recreate that. And you can't even get that because everything's like illegal. (laughs) So like, so what could, what ideas do you have or do you, I'm sure you do. Of course you do. do. Yeah. Come on now. (laughs) What could, what could she play with, with like with her five-year-old or what is, what can our listeners do with their kids or me? Let's be real. This is mostly for me about like fun science stuff in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Okay. So I think that making gummy worms at home, the gummy worms is really fun. That's a new one for me. It's an old demonstration, but it's new to me. So I'm really excited about it these days. So what you do, you can buy all this on Amazon. So you need to get food grade sodium alginate and food grade calcium chloride. And basically they both come as a solid. And if you dissolve them up in a liquid 2% solution for all your listeners, um, but if you dissolve just a little bit of that into a big water solution, you take both solutions, dump them together, and it um, immediately polymerizes, and you get these long gummy worms, and what? they're awesome. And so, yes, uh, yes, that's how you do it. And so, the alginate comes from seaweed; it's extracted from the seaweed, and then you can eat it. But then it tastes like seaweed, so it's disgusting. Oh and so, what God, I used to awesome. recommend. Yes, but so instead of dissolving in water, dissolve it in watermelon puree. And um, a lot of my students told me that they're going to go try it in orange juice and apple juice and stuff like that. So if you do it, email me and let me know if it's good. But um, basically, yeah, dissolve it in watermelon puree and then bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself some gummy worms. And And they just turn into that shape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like okay. a so when you squirt it out, you use a squirt gun type thing or a squirt bottle. And so if you use just like little like boop, 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 it'll be dots, like dip and dot style. If you use like a long squirt, it'll have a gummy worm okay. thing. This is super so. cool. Well, have you ever been to a nice um, cocktail restaurant and you have their martinis and they make olives and the chefs like make the olive right yeah. there and that gooey substance? That's how they do it. It's the same thing. Oh, my God. And it's, it's like really hard to do that, by the way. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Your... Yeah, that's what it's. Oh my God, that's super cool. And I'm going to be the most popular aunt and godmother when I come over to my friend's house and do that with their kids. You should do it. (laughs) That is really cool. All right, so I just have a few more questions for you. And since you're like bubbly and fun, I thought that you would be like okay with these questions. And um, I hear that you love Bill Nye. I do. And so, you know, and you would love to be the next Bill Nye. So I feel like uh, I got to ask, who would win in a foot race, you or Bill Nye? Oh, I would win in a foot race. Yeah. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. Nice. I'm very competitive. So I would trip him. Like I would pull the lab coat. There's no way I'm losing. He's a little bit older than me. I'm not losing to him. No, I'd win. I like that. Good. Okay. So we know you can beat Bill with I in a foot race. And then there's one more question that we ask everyone who comes on our show, which I can't wait to hear your answer. No pressure. Um, What do you keep in the trunk of your car? Oh, what do I keep in the trunk of my car? Okay, so this is weird because I do outreach, so I'm constantly moving chemicals back and forth to my shows. Um, So the only thing that I keep in there are my grocery bags and a large umbrella. But if you catch me anytime doing a show, um, there could be slime, sand, snow, dry ice. Um, There could be balloon animals. Um, I have had, what else have I had in there? Um, Stuff I don't want to mention because I don't want people to get, I don't want anyone to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> but a lot of really fun things I can do. And, um, oh, blow torches for sure. I always have a blow torch with me if I'm doing a show. Gloves, goggles, lab coat, I've got to have my safety equipment, a fire extinguisher. Um, oh, a fire yeah, extinguisher. But, uh, if it's, really if it's another day, just an umbrella. Yeah. Well, what's the umbrella for? Just rain with oh, global right, climate right, change, right. man. It's yeah, coming everywhere. True. We had I had a snow day today. The entire university shut down because of a little bit of ice in Austin. You're in Austin. Yeah. Oh gosh. And that's usually hot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah my brother's in Colorado it was negative ten today and I was like, Nope, 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 not for me. So nope. Yes. Well, do you have any um, last messages for any people who are interested in science and maybe not necessarily uh, in school for it, but just like maybe favorite um, websites you love or anything you can direct our nerdy science uh, listeners to? Absolutely. Um, So the first thing I would say is that anybody can be a scientist. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you came from, you know, how much money you make. It really doesn't matter. If you have questions, then you're a scientist. Um, And so I really think that children's museums are doing a lot of fun events these days. So if you have kids, go to the children's museums. And if you have adult friends that like to do things, a lot of times the children's museums will hold 21 and up events. We have one here in Austin called a thinkery and they do murder mysteries. They do all these different things. And then they have cocktails cocktails that are themed for that event. So there's a lot of fun things out there. And if you live in a weird city like Austin, that is awesome. Um, There's something every weekend that you could do. If you want to check out websites, I would recommend my personal website, katethechemist.com. You can also check us out, which is fun with chem, like chemistry, funwithchem.com to see what we do here in the city. And then also check us out for our national events. Um, But I would also say Google anything. So my favorite advice to people, especially because I like to work with low socioeconomic groups, is that go on chemistry walks, go on science walks. And so if your kid points to anything, if it's a tree, if it's a rock, if whatever it is, take a picture of it, Google it right there and just talk about it. And it's cool for your kids to see that you don't know what it is, but that you're excited about learning about it. And so if your kid watches you do that, they're going to replicate it. And so just, it's easy, it's cheap. If you have a cell phone, you can do it. And so it's one of my favorite things to recommend. Or go get liquid nitrogen ice cream. (laughs) Kate, you are one of my favorite people to talk to. This has been so exciting. And I just, your passion is contagious. And I think the idea of that science walk is so cool and so great for a parent. Even if you don't know what you're doing, who cares? Like the learning is is part of the fun. So thank you so much for coming on the Brain Candy Podcast today. And I can't wait to see what other explosions you have for us. Um, Make sure you catch her at her website. Um, Tell me your website one more time. HateTheChemist.com. HateTheChemist.com. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. 
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.